Welcome to Back Row Catholic Trivia, the Catholic game show that doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm your host, Ren Hain, and joining me today, we have, from the Drinking with the Saints podcast, Dr. Michael Foley and Alexandra Foley. Welcome, Mike and Alexandra. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. And from the Holy Donors podcast, Matt Bond. Hi, Matt. How's it going, Ren? Happy to be here. And from the Women in Philanthropy podcast, we have Tara Doyon and... Joining with her is special guest, her husband, Ron Doyon. Hello. Hi. Happy to be here. All right. This is a 10-question quiz show based on topics within and at least vaguely related to the Catholic world. With that, we're going to dive in and get started. Is everybody ready? Ready. Let's do it. Question number one. Everybody's got their answer boards ready. Question one is multiple choice. This American school's mascot is named Friar Dom and appears as a Dominican friar along with his co-mascot Huxley, a Dalmatian. Is the school College of the Holy Cross, Providence College, Sacred Heart University, or Ohio Dominican University? Ron looks very confident. Don't show your answer yet, though. I thought I knew. Okay, what's the, the, the name again? Let me read the question one more time. This American school's mascot is named Friar Dom and appears as a Dominican friar along with his co-mascot Huxley, a Dalmatian. Is it College of the Holy Cross, Providence College, Sacred Heart University, or Ohio Dominican University? Matt, do you have this one right? I, I don't know. I, I hope so. I really wish you wouldn't have read it twice because <laughs> I might have gotten this one over Tara. <laughs> How about Foley's? How are you feeling about this one? Are, are you ready? We, we're going to present our answer. We're very not confident about this one. Are we all ready to present? I think I'm ready. All right, everybody, show your answers. We have Matt saying Ohio Dominican, Tara saying Providence College, Mike and Alexandra saying Ohio Dominican, and Ron, I'm getting... B. B. Providence College. Answer B. Oh. The correct answer is... Providence College. Oh, no way! Is, yeah. is that a Dominican? Is that a Dominican college too? Yeah, yeah. Ah, I've been there. I've been there so you, many times. You northerners. And I knew that right away, but then when you said Ohio Dominican, I had second guessed myself. Yeah, I mean, that one made it tricky. I knew. I think Ron and Tara have lived in the Northeast, and I know Mike and Alexandra have. I didn't know if that would give you an advantage or not. Did, did you make up Ohio Dominican? Is there really Ohio Dominican? Yeah. There really is an Ohio yeah. Dominican. My right. mom, it's in Columbus. My mom went to school there. But we lived in Connecticut, right next to Rhode Island. So I, I knew Providence. So Tara and Ron got that right, correct? Yes. That's correct. Factoid. The college's first mascot in 1935 was a Dalmatian named Friar of What Ho. He represented the Dominican's nickname of Watchdogs of the Lord. The Friar was introduced as a mascot in 1963, and the original iteration was modeled after Friar Tuck from Robin Hood, a very jolly fellow. But a more serious representation of the Friar was adopted in the early 2000s. Which is interesting because I feel like Friar Tuck is, has to be a Franciscan. I mean, with a shaved head and the brown robe and the robe. Yeah. Um, but is. if you know anything about the Dominicans, their, their little mascot is a dog, a black dog, and it has a torch in its mouth. For all Dominicans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for all Dominicans. Yeah. Yeah. They're the hounds of the Lord. Yeah. Dominicanas. Where were you for that last question? <laughs> I just didn't think there was an Ohio Dominican. I, well, no, he, I guess I did. Now he like, knows what? everything. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to learn more about the Dominicans, you can visit the Drinking with the Saints podcast, episode one. 
All That's about right. the Dominicans. All right, are we ready for question number two? Prior to the Second Vatican Council, candles used at Mass were to be composed primarily or to a significant extent of what substance? Oh, I don't know. Foley's look happy. Do you feel confident in your answer? I did it myself. Didn't even need the theology guy. No. I'll just answer know. right now. It, it can only be the whale oil of an endangered species. You know, I, I think. No, wait, oh, that's not our official answer. Substances <laughs> of, speaking of whales, one of the most prized offshoot or byproduct of whale is ambergris, which is often used in perfumes. So if we're talking about whales, it's, it's very, very highly sought after and often um, high-end perfumes use ambergris, which when the whales eat the crustaceans, it basically, kind of like an owl pellet, it creates brought this up? ambergris. I, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a big Hartford Whaler fan. We talk about weird, trivial things. So, I mean, talk about whales and byproducts. That is very expensive wow. and very well known. You should look it up. It's very interesting. It's really gross as well. But yeah. All right. Does everybody have an answer? I've got you, something. I got something. I don't, I'm not sure I know what, what, what's in candles now. Candles used at Master would be composed primarily to us or to a significant extent of what substance prior to Vatican II? Reveal your answers. We have the Foley's saying beeswax, Ron, beeswax, Matt, beeswax, Tara, beeswax. Everybody got it correct. All right. So prior to Vatican II, beeswax was to be the, the primary substance within candles that used at mass. However, the current legislation is less specific. The general instruction of the Roman Missal does not address the composition of altar candles directly. Conferences of bishops possess the faculty to determine their makeup, but the USCCB has never employed this faculty to permit materials other than wax in the production of candles. So if candles used in mass and other liturgical rites in the U.S. must be made of wax and provide a living flame without being smoky or noxious. Because the USCCB is anti-B. <gasps> anti-B? Yeah. Save the bees. I, I read that on the internet. We're beekeepers, so we feel really sensitive <laughs> about this. Well, we have a dog named Honey, and so we are very um, in love with the Honey. bees as well, and we, we appreciate bees as well. Because Honey is the only food that never goes bad. Ever, ever, ever. It never goes bad. That and mac and cheese. <laughs> Twinkies. Don't forget Twinkies too. Oh, <laughs> All right, are we ready to move on to question number three? Season one of the Holy Donors podcast mentioned Claire Cummings, a radio magician known as Milky the Clown, who shared the airwaves with Danny Thomas. Claire passed away in Detroit on Halloween of nineteen ninety-four. What other famous magician also passed away in Detroit? Also on Halloween in 1926. What? Claire Cummings was a radio magician known as Milky the Clown who shared the airwaves with Danny Thomas. Claire passed away in Detroit on Halloween of 1994. What other famous magician also passed away in Detroit also on Halloween but in 1926? I only know one magician from that time period, so it better be at red. <laughs> I yeah, would consider writing them down. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> We're How ready. Are you, are you Tara? Yep. I'm ready. You ready? Ron's ready? All right. Reveal your answers. Houdini, Houdini, Houdini. Everybody got it correct. The answer All is right. Harry Houdini. 
His real name was Eric Weiss. He was a Hungarian-American magician who got his start in vaudeville. He was well-known for his ability to escape handcuffs, chains, ropes, slung from skyscrapers, straitjackets underwater, and even a sealed milk can filled with water. He died from a ruptured appendix and was buried in a bronze casket that had been had been created for an upcoming Buried Alive stunt. Oh. Where is he buried? I wonder if he's still in it. <laughs> I think he is. You can learn more about Claire Cummings, the radio magician, by checking out Holy Donors Season 1. Danny Thomas, the extraordinary one. The radio magician. I just I want to point that out to everybody listening. He was a radio <laughs> magician. That's tough to do. Yeah. It is tough to do. I feel like that's something that I should aspire to be. I mean, right? I could be a radio musician, radio millionaire, radio. I hear it. Sounds like you could Miss be a radio Universe. chef. Yeah, yeah, excellent. <laughs> I can re- just read from Ooh, a cookbook over and over. It's delicious. Ron, you and I, let's enter the radio uh, sexiest men alive yeah. contest. I think I think we'll come in first and second. I don't know who's first, but I've got a face <laughs> for radio. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for question number four? See if this makes sense. This was the toughest question to word. The Diocese of, Spring- of Springfield, Cape Girardeau in Missouri, the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, and the Diocese of Springfield in Massachusetts are an example of three dioceses that are each in different states but are named after the same city. In the U.S., there are four other instances of a pair of dioceses that also share a city in their name but are in different states. Name one of those four city names. This does not include eparchies or other Catholic rites. What's Matt writing so fast? I know. Can you read it again? I'll read it again. The Diocese of Springfield, Cape Girardeau in Missouri, the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, and the Diocese of Springfield in Massachusetts are an example of three dioceses that are each in different states but are named after the same city or have the same city in their name. In the U.S., there are four other instances of a pair of dioceses that also share a city in their name, but are in different states. Name one of those cities that the pair shares in common. Oh, now I'm, guess- I'm second-guessing myself. I'd like to first-guess myself. I don't Okay, <laughs> that's a hard one. I, I have to try to think regionally. I'm trying to think regionally. Well, I have a couple guesses, but I'm going to have to go with one, right? Yeah, but don't I'll be so quick. Ones. Yep, pick one. Maybe just one one answer. If you give two cities, you'll get the answer incorrect. So write down one city. Yeah, I did Earth. one city, and then I write down my other guesses on the bottom. <laughs> Four other cities that a pair of dioceses are both named after, but in different states. Matt, do you feel confident in your answer? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I, uh, I felt more. I felt more confident with Houdini. <laughs> How about Mike and Alexandra? Do you feel good about this? Fifty percent. Okay. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about my answer, Ren. All right, Ron's feeling good. Tara, mm. does everybody have an answer? I have an answer. I, think I wrote down all four cities, but I, I wrote down one on top. Okay, circle the one that you want to be your answer. I did. Okay. All right, let's do it. Everybody, reveal your answers. Ron says oh, Portland. Portland. Matt says Kansas City. Tara says Arlington. Mike and Alexandra say St. Louis. The correct answers are Kansas City, Lafayette, Portland, and Rochester. Ah. Oh. What was the last one? Rochester. Rochester, New York, and Rochester, Minnesota. Minnesota. 
So the, the four pairs are the Diocese of Kansas City in Kansas and the Archdiocese of Kansas City, St. Joseph in Missouri, Ugh. the Diocese of Lafayette in, Louis- in Indiana, and the Diocese oh. of Lafayette in Louisiana, the Diocese of Portland in Maine, and the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, the Diocese of Rochester, New York, and the Diocese of Winona, Rochester in Minnesota, oh. which is the most recent one. I grew up in the Diocese of Winona, and it changed its name to the Diocese of Winona, Rochester very recently. All right. Marker for keeping track of the score just died. I'm batting 100%. Ron is on fire. He doesn't even work for the church. It shouldn't count. (laughs) That was a geography question. Those are two large cities. I know. I was thinking Arlington, Virginia, and Arlington, Texas, but I I don't know where Arlington, Texas is. I think it's in Stalas area. It is. Tis. Yeah, yeah. Where the Cowboys are from, I think. Cowboys play there. All right. Are we ready for question number five? We'll get a scoreboard check after this question. Question number five. Simple. How many books are in the Old Testament of a Catholic Bible? Oh. How many books are in the Old Testament of a Catholic Bible? In full disclosure, I wrote this question, wrote down the answer, knowing it fully knowing it and decided to look it up to make sure and realize that I was totally wrong. Hopefully you guys are more confident, more correct than I was. I like how you threw in Catholic Bible. Yes. Got to be specific. I know. And I, I feel like that could throw me off. What's it called? Uh, Is it, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right. Pentateuch, right? Pentateuch. I think you're thinking Deuterocanonical. Deuterocanonical. Yeah. Pentateuch is the first five. Yeah. My streak is over. Okay. Yeah, that's right. All right. Everybody have a number written down. We have a number. Yeah, I have a number too. I do too, but I don't know. Don't feel good about it. How many books are in the Old Testament of a Catholic Bible? Please reveal your answers. We got the Foley saying 46, Ron saying 33, Matt saying 47, Tara saying 45. We do have a correct answer, and it is the theologian. It is 46. (laughs) I knew it was close to that. I did, too. And I was trying to count. and like I had no idea. The song in my head. (laughs) You know, when you the Bible song with all the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, I actually think uh, 47 is the Eastern Orthodox answer. I think they got one more book than we did. Hey, I, I'm throwing in the red flag. I want I want a official review of this question right here. Yeah, well, but we were already told eparchies didn't count for the last one, so you're not going to get this one. <laughs> or you just convert to Greek Orthodoxy, and you'll be a superstar tribute guy amongst them. <laughs> Love it. That's great. <laughs> so the Old Testament of Protestant Bibles have has 39 books. They do not include the books of Tobit, Judith, 1st Maccabees, 2nd Maccabees, the Wisdom of Solomon, Sirach, Baruch, and parts of Esther and Daniel. So, after five questions, let's do a score check. We have Mike and Alexandra at three, Matt at three, Tara at three, and Ron in the lead with four. Wow. Oh, I'm never going right. to hear the end of this Ron if he wins. Come on, guys. I need some non-religious questions. I'll be all <laughs> More states. All right. Are we ready for question number six? Let's go. Scripture does not give us the names of the three wise men that visited the infant Jesus at Epiphany, but tradition does. Name one of the three wise men. Do we get extra points if we can name all three? Just one. Give me one name. 
You get, give me more than uh, one name, you'll get it wrong. I forget that name, but we saw it in that musical we went to, Tara. Hamilton? No. We, <laughs> <laughs> we went to some... Uh, it was, uh, he's rumored to be uh, the only black wise man, and they, they were singing about him. They had a lot of songs about him, and I can't remember his name. The bonus question is which one was it, supposed it, to be? I think it was, one? hey, Ron, I think it was Drake. I think that's I what think it was. So it, it had the hint, it's a, one of the best restaurants, a new, name of the best restaurants in New York City as well. Oh, yeah, okay, great. It's a famous restaurant. Pizza, and pizza place? Taylor's one of Taylor Swift's favorite restaurants as well. One of my son, my nine-year-old was made one of the three wise men in the Christmas pageant. That was very exciting. Oh, nice. Okay. My seven-year-old is very excited. After five years of being a lamb, he is now a shepherd. In the oh, Christmas moving up, moving up. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's uh, so cute. From the enlisted to the officer corps. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> All right. Does everybody have an answer written down? Mm. Name one of the three wise men. Please reveal your answers. All right, Mike and Alexandra say Caspar or Gaspar. Ron says Benjamin. Matt says Maliki. And Tara says Balthazar. Malachi. Wow. Hmm. All right, so the answers, the correct answers are Caspar or Gaspar, Melchior, and Gaspar. So I don't think we're going to give it to Matt, but we got the Foley's and we got Tara getting it correct. Balthazar, that was the one I couldn't think of. Matt was thinking of that um, Bing Crosby song. (laughs) <laughs> hey, that's a great song and a great movie, too. Yeah. So you're reviving on that. So you're good. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> I do have to say my spelling's not the, the greatest. When I was in fourth grade, we went to a one-room schoolhouse, and I got out on a three-letter word. I misspelled it. <laughs> what word? I can't even remember what it was offhand, but it was something I should not have missed. I should not have missed it. Why could be a hard word to spell? That's right. That's right. Spelling does not matter in this game, but that was not quite close enough. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are we ready for question number seven? You're going to love this one. I had to pull a little quote here to give it a Catholic tie-in. G.K. Chesterton once said, the chicken does not exist only in order to produce another egg. He may also exist to amuse himself, to praise God, and even to suggest ideas to a French dramatist. Excluding Antarctica, there's only one country in the world where chickens are not kept. What country is it? You really call that a Catholic tie-in? I do. Excluding Antarctica, there's only one country in the world where chickens are not kept. What country is it? Wait. Exclude. And Wait. I'm calling foul. Antarctica is not a country. Yeah, it's a continent. Yeah, that's true. All right. right. Excluding Antarctica. I didn't want anybody to answer Antarctica because that's not the correct answer. Forget about Antarctica. There's no country. Country or continent where there are no chickens? One one country. This is a country. No chickens, huh? Wow. Mike and Alexander, do you have chickens? We have have chickens. Who asked our chickens? We have to think for a second. I have two. I have no idea, so I'm just uh, throwing something out there. Put some pressure on you. I uh, ran this question by my wife beforehand, and she got it correct. <laughs> no chickens, huh? That's so not impossible. How do you feel, Tara? I have two, and I think I'm going to go with the more logical choice, but it could be wrong. Well, you know, oh, I'm going to try uh, something here. Matt, you have an answer. Is it correct? 
No, it's definitely not correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fully gain the tail end and back end of this competition and lose uh, lose gracefully with this one. Okay, I just have oh, a guess. Everybody has an answer written down? Yeah, feeling good. All right, what country does not have chickens? Reveal your answers. See the Foley's with Vatican City, Ron with Saudi Arabia, Matt with Greenland, and Tara with Vatican. Or correct Slop answer Bart. is is Vatican City. Foley's oh. and Tara. Oh. Should have took the Catholic thing. Yeah, that's I was originally had thought Slavbard, uh, but then then I thought I would be more logical. Ren, mm. yes. I don't want to be controversial, but Vatican City may not have chickens. But are they a nation of chickens? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how edgy you want this trivia night to go. All I can say is, although <laughs> there are no chickens kept within Vatican City, they do keep them 26 miles away at Castel Gandolfo, the Pope's oh, residence yeah. there. I've had that question in my back pocket for quite a while. I've been waiting <laughs> to use it somewhere. And just, I, knew, I just question, wanted to use it so question. bad. I had to... Had to look up the Chesterton quote to, to fit it in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Vatican City worked. I mean, that's Catholic. I mean, come on. Yeah. When you said your wife got it, that's, that was the tie-in for me. Yeah, like, me so, too. Uh, me too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We also logical. have chickens. When I First time I heard that question, I went the same direction as Matt. You said Greenland. I was like, maybe Iceland, but there is a right. there is a, a breed of chickens called Icelandic. So I was like, oh, that doesn't uh, seem... Hmm. I don't know. Also, nice misdirection with Antarctica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was so. Then you you naturally were thinking cold. So Greenland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I chose Slavbard. I was thinking like the seed vault there. So maybe they don't have birds of prey. I don't know if uh, Greenland's considered a country. I think it might be a territory. Territory. That's same thing with Slavbard. It's a territory, so it wouldn't be a country. Greenland's not a country. Well, it's part of. Yeah, it's administrative district of Denmark. It was Slavbard. That's why I didn't answer Greenland because I, I thought the Arctic question was trying to throw us onto the cold. Hmm. Then yeah, I want the religious yeah. question with uh, religions that may not eat chickens. I don't know. Oh, uh. Ready for question number eight? Yep. This word often used in ecclesiastical titles is a Latin word that means representative, helper, or substitute. This word often used in ecclesiastical titles is a Latin word that means representative, helper, or substitute. I <laughs> Should I know this? Should I know this, Tara? Logic. Think logically. Lawyer speak or something. I hear what you're saying, but my there's no logic going on right now with anything I can come up with. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, I don't think you've played trivia with me before, but I am uber competitive and crazy. And so Red oh, knew that when he was getting me roped into this that I was going to be like... <laughs> I don't know how to spell it, but I'm going to try something. I played trivia with Tara and Ron just a few months ago, uh, and I was in Indiana, and it got a little bit wild. Yeah. I think we're big trivia buffs as a family. So. Does everybody have an answer written down? Not quite. Matt's working on it. I do. Do, Tara does. I, I do, but I, I spelled it wrong, and I'm, I'm wrong. Spelling doesn't matter as long as we can understand and you're close. All right. What word, often used in ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical titles, as a Latin word that means representative helper or substitute? Show your answer. 
You have the Foley saying oh, vicar, yeah. Ron saying oh, lady, vicar. Matt saying deacon, Tara saying deacon, and the answer is vicar. Oh, vicar! Oh. Yeah. <sighs> I was so sure. When Mike saw deacon, he was like, oh, that's it. It's deacon. Uh, so. But vicar is more Latin. So, like, deacon's mm. the, the English version. That's of right. It, deacon so. is Greek. I, I really had no idea. <laughs> I just came up with a name. Some examples of vicars include a parochial vicar who is a priest assigned to a parish in addition to or in collaboration with a parish priest or rector, a vicar general who is the principal deputy of the bishop in a diocese for the exercise of administrative authority, and of course the pope who carries the title vicar of Christ. Okay, I want to point out how Ren Ren Baton switched us from the beginning of this. He said that this is not going to be geared toward the only doctor in uh, yeah. this competition. <laughs> yeah, there's twice where <laughs> Mike is also just annoyingly good at trivia in general. Mm. It, could be, it could be trivia about chickens or countries. He's annoyingly good. That's why we're a team tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do a score check. We're eight questions in. We have the Foley's at six questions, correct? Matt is at three. Tara has five. And Ron at four. I got to beat Tara. I'll never hear the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) This next question, I will admit, I wrote specifically for Tara. So you better get it correct. Taylor Swift. Got it. Question number nine. This singer from Fullerton, Fullerton, California, is known to have waited for a formal annulment process to be carried out in the Catholic Church for a previous attempt at marriage before proceeding with her marriage to Blake Shelton. Oh. This singer from Fullerton, California, is known to have waited for a formal annulment process to be carried out in the Catholic Church for a previous attempt at marriage before proceeding with her marriage to Blake Shelton. I think we could so, get the doctor on this one. Quick some, some facts on that. So Blake Shelton is actually oh. an Oklahoma yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, I've driven by his his home that he owns in Oklahoma many a times. And our our capital campaign, we actually uh, made a a um, donor visit with with him and uh, did not was not successful, but we still were able to do it. So oh, well. what's his I spouse the there? I think I did. They were not spouses at the time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no. He's had a couple. Have an answer before we give away too many clues here. Yeah. All right, everybody, reveal your answers. All right, Ron says Gwen Stefani. Matt says Christina Aguilera. Tara, Gwen Stefani. Always Gwen Stefani. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. We know the now why they did not Gwen make Stephanie. the gift because they didn't know the wrong <laughs> yeah. game. Oh, That's Christina, would you please make for- prayerfully make a gift? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you picked the wrong chair. Uh, you will, if you know anything about me, you will realize that when it comes to uh, famous people, I can't keep their names straight. <laughs> Athletes, I've got famous people now. Ask me who sings any song, and I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> I, I could not pick out a Gwen Stefani song, Stefani, Stefani song, if you played it for me. But I just want to say that they, when you stand in line at the grocery store, pay attention. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way I know this. Yeah. Matt got caught in a spider web. Uh, I did. I did. 
one of her songs. <laughs> yes. Oh, Ron is just a big fan of The Voice, so he watches The Voice a ah. lot. No doubt about it. With one question to go. We have Mike and Alexandra with seven points. Matt still at three. Tara has six. And Ron has five. So this last question could come down to the Foley's and Tara. Oh, don't feel good about that. <laughs> question number 10. After the death of his wife during childbirth, this 7th century saint withdrew to the forest and gave himself completely to hunting until one day, on the morning of Good Friday, he encountered a stag with a crucifix floating between its antlers. And if the Foley's get this wrong, shame, shame. Uh... After the death of his wife during childbirth, this 7th century saint withdrew to the forest and gave himself completely to hunting until one day, on the morning of Good Friday, he encountered a stag with a crucifix floating between its antlers. 700s? 7th century. 7th century. 600s? Matt, do you have an answer? I, I don't know. Mike is puffing his pipe confidently. I know. It's probably some weird, obscure saint. At my parish, we have a religious sister whose dad was a seven-time world champion at, at pipe smoking. He was a what? A what? A seven-time world champion pipe smoker. He got what? two ounces of tobacco and one match and had to make it last as long as possible. And we oh, thought, wow, he's got like some kind cool. of skill. And we realized he won those seven over like 60 years. It was just like he just kept entering every year, and once in a while you get lucky. So I don't know if there's really skill to it. There's no, there is skill to it. There really is. Crazy there is skill. skill. Yeah. Mike can do the same thing, but he has to just use one lighter. That's right. One lighter <laughs> to do the times. same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really good. Here, look, very good. Here we go. Seventh century saint who withdrew to the forest until he encountered a stag with a crucifix between his antlers on Good Friday. Please reveal your answers. I just no, want to I say, understand. I hope mine is obvious that I am BSing because I have no idea. We have the Foley saying St. Hubert, Ron saying Francis, Matt saying St. Nicholas, and Tara without an answer. The correct answer is St. Hubert. Uh, oh. And Hubert. that's going to seal the victory for Mike and Alexandra. Thank you, Ren. <laughs> at least we kept them going until the last one. After the incident of encountering the stag, Hubert uh, entrusted his son to his brother and then joined the priesthood and later became the Bishop of Maastricht. This, uh, the stag with the crucifix between the antlers is now widely recognizable as the logo of what beverage? Anybody know? Jägermeister. Jägermeister. Oh. Uh, okay. And this whole trivia game has been sponsored by Jägermeister. <laughs> you can learn more about St. Hubert and a little bit about Jägermeister on the Drinking with the Saints podcast. I forgot to write down the episode number, but it would have been November of... 2021. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, Mike and Alexandra, we don't have a big prize for you, fortunately. Well, what, your pride. What was this your pride. You, you have your pride. But you are the inaugural champions of Back Row Catholic Trivia. Woo. All right. We're going to have some Jägermeister and celebrate. No, we won't. Yeah. I yes, love please Jägermeister. Please I do it. Help us all win. Maybe some of us had some college experience with Jägermeister. Yeah, I didn't, were not, there was never a good experience with Jägermeister. Now, do you you have to have a cocktail, and I have the book, and I need to go through it that has absinthe in it because I love absinthe. 
But it is an acquired taste, and my team makes fun of me all the time because I have my own little spoon for my sugar cube. And um, I usually make them drink it, like when we've gone out a couple times, and they hate me. But I think we need to drink more absinthe. Yeah. Be more green fairies. (laughs) In in all of my life, I don't think I've ever had absinthe. Oh, it's It's an experience. Hardcore. So in... Drinking with your patron saints, okay. we have a wonderful drink for St. Thomas Aquinas called the Absinthe-Minded Professor. Uh-huh. And okay. uh, it's a martini with absinthe, and it really is fantastic. So I recommend that as okay. your gateway drug into absinthe. <laughs> yes. On that note... Thank you, everybody, for joining us for Back Row Catholic Trivia. Be sure to check out all the great shows that our guests host, the Drinking with the Saints podcast, and, of course, the Drinking with the Saints book series, Holy Donors podcast, and the Women in Philanthropy podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time, and God bless. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Holy Donors, brought to you by Petrus Development in cooperation with Red Sea Catholic Radio and Back Row Media. Theme music by Tommy Kibb, Third Top Productions, graphics by 86 Creative. If you like us, leave us a review, share us with your friends, and check us out at holydonors.com and on Instagram, at holydonors. Holy Donors, bringing you inspiring stories of radical generosity that have changed the world.